Hey there, welcome to another episode of Motherhood Makeover. Today I'm talking with you about the six ways anxiety is impacting your physical health. Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. This is adapted from an article from Talkspace, so that's going to be linked in the show notes. So the first that we're starting with is anxiety can increase or lead to heart conditions and high blood pressure. And a lot of these physical health impacts come from the fact that Anxiety leads to your flight, fight or flight response. And that's a physical response in your body from your sympathetic nervous system, which prepares your body for the stressors that are happening. And even if it's not a physical stressor, like you're, you just get a nasty email, but it has nothing to do with a lion's not chasing you, your life is not truly threatened, your brain does not know the difference. So it'll send you into that fight or flight mode and create all these physical responses in your body. And normally that's not a problem. Your body is doing what it's designed to do. The problem is when you have chronic anxiety and it's not managed, these can create uh, chronic health issues. They can create a physical impact on your body. And a lot of times this may be what you're experiencing if you have a condition and you've consulted like tons of doctors and no one can find an answer. It could be this anxiety piece, your mindset causing these physical reactions in your body. And that's because a lot of these Western type doctor, doctors do not are not taught and do not connect the mind with how powerful it, it has an impact on your body. So heart conditions and high blood pressure. As you probably have experienced, when you get really stressed out or really anxious, your heart rate, heart rate increases, which causes more blood to pump through your heart, which can cause the high blood pressure. And if you are chronically stressed all the time or chronically anxious, that can lead to uh, heart conditions, the high blood pressure. I know I personally, when my anxiety was at its peak, like very bad, I was getting heart palpitations where my heart was physically skipping a beat. And it's, if you've ever, if you haven't experienced it, it's very uncomfortable and almost scary um, to feel that in your chest. So there's all sorts, it can lead to heart attacks if you are very anxious or stressed out. So that's number one. Number two are stomach and GI issues. This can go to the diarrhea scope where, or vom- nausea and vomiting where you get think about maybe before a presentation or having to do something new and scary where you might feel anxiety. You might get sick physically uh, where you might get the, like, the nervous runs. But it can also go the opposite spectrum where you get chronic constipation. And I know this is true because this is what I experienced. I was, I used to get the other spectrum and now in this age, I tense up my abs. I think especially for women too, when we're taught to stand, holding our core and sucking it in along with being anxious and holding like tightening all your muscles in the abdomen area. 
that doesn't allow your digestive system to relax and move all the waste through there and be able to poop normally. So I have had been dealing with chronic constipation and one of the big issues is from my anxiety and how I tense up in my body. And this could be IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome. There's, if you have any sort of stomach or GI issue, maybe pause and look, okay, is there something around your anxiety that could be correlating and connected to this issue? And with that goes number three, which is chronic muscle tension. So that's what happens is when you are always tensing your muscles, they can start to build knots and get really tense. So if you have like another place as commonly is in your neck area, like shoulders and neck, if you are chronically anxious or stressed and you're holding that up there, that's when you get the knots in your neck or your neck might hurt or your shoulders hurt. It's because you're, you're tensing all those muscles as a reaction and you're not allowing them to relax ever because you're chronically um, anxious or thinking about things that are stressing you out. And over time, it becomes very challenging to relax those muscles. So with my GI issue, that was what happening is I have chronic muscle tension in my abdomen. So it's harder for all of my digestive system to complete the processes properly. And another piece I forgot to mention with the stomach and GI issues is that when you go into fight or flight mode, your body diverts all resources to this fight or flight mode to help get you out of this, what your brain thinks it's a life threatening situation. So it does it, it kind of shuts off digestion, it shuts off your reproductive system. So that's one thing to look at too. Number four is insomnia. And I think if you do have anxiety or you've struggled with anxiety, you have probably experienced this, the insomnia piece, where your brain just won't seem to shut off and you cannot fall asleep no matter what you tried to do. And that, of course, lack of sleep goes on to impact every single part of your uh, physical health. So it's so important that if you are experiencing insomnia tied to like your brain won't stop thinking, you're overthinking everything, to figure out ways that'll work for you to fix that. Number five is blood sugar spikes and weight gain. And this one is not talked about nearly enough. I try to talk about it and educate people on it because it's a very common one in mothers. When you're, you feel like you're doing all the right things and you're not losing weight or maybe even gaining weight and you're not quite sure why, it could be that you're chronically anxious or stressed out. And I'm saying stressed and anxious here because some people, they can go hand in hand and have the same physical response in your body. So maybe you don't feel you're anxious, but you resonate, you feel stressed. So I'm using both because both will kind of have the same, they're kind of two in one. So what happens with the blood sugar spike is when you go into fight or flight mode, your body releases cortisol and epinephrine which is your stress hormones. And then in response, your liver produces glucose and releases glucose in your bloodstream, which increases your blood sugar. On a normal like one-off, this doesn't really affect anything because your body can usually reabsorb the glucose. But if you're constantly anxious, stressed out, having these fight fight or flight responses, whether it's from your children being crazy, you have a crappy boss, um, your spouse is stressing you out, whatever the issue is, 
when you have it chronically, that increases your blood sugar and it's just peaks over time. So if you are already predisposed to type 2 diabetes, this can help lead to, to end up getting to type 2 diabetes or other blood sugar issues. And this ties in with weight gain because if your blood sugar is not regulated and it's spiked all the time, you will gain weight way easier and much quicker. So this could come in where if you feel like you're eating super healthy and you're still gaining a ton of weight, it could be because your blood sugar is just constantly high. Um, And the other piece with weight gain is when you have anxiety or stressed out, it's very, very common to use food. You get cravings for foods. Um, Two different reasons. One is emotional because you want to feel better. So you'll have a craving for, let's say, ice cream because ice cream helps comfort you and regulates your nervous system. So it brings you back into the parasympathetic nervous system where your heart rate can slow down, your body can relax. So you're either using food for that or with this blood sugar dysregulation, you can get cravings from that. Where if you're constantly getting these cortisols and epinephrine spikes and then it drops because your body reabsorbs it, you can get cravings if it drops too low for blood sugar. And this is especially if you are someone that doesn't like to eat when they're anxious, if you're anxious or stressed, you can get these blood sugar drops where then your body goes, oh no, you need more, uh, you need to raise your blood sugar, it's too low. So you'll get cravings for usually carb, sugary, heavy foods. But the majority of the time, I will say it's emotionally tied to the food, whether you learn that as a child, like I did, or you learned it as an adult, because in society, it's socially acceptable to comfort yourself with food. And that's when you can repeatedly do this pattern of using food to comfort yourself when you're feeling anxious, then it becomes habitual where it just feels like what you need to do to regulate your nervous system and you have no other way of doing it. And the last one, six, is a decreased immune system. So when your body goes into fight or flight, like I mentioned before, resources are diverted to the emergency at hand that your brain is thinking is a life or death emergency. So your immune system can be uh, lowered or function is lowered because it's not really needed in the moment. So if you're constantly anxious or constantly stressed, you can basically decrease your immune system a lot over time. And why this is important is there's a recent study that came out from the CDC. It's linked in the show notes for you that among the COVID-19 and the risk of death among people hospitalized, the second highest risk was anxiety and fear related disorders. I'll repeat that again. The risk of death among people hospitalized for COVID-19 was anxiety and fear related disorders. Number two after obesity. And that's just wild, but at the same time, I'm not surprised because, and not only because of the decreased immune system, but all these other things that I just talked about, how anxiety impacts your health. So if you're already stressed out and anxious about getting sick and getting COVID, that you're just going to go, your body's going to go to overdrive, fight or flight response if you actually get COVID. And especially if you're hospitalized. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be scared of COVID, but I'm just saying that the facts that if you were already anxious and not managing your anxiety, not doing anything to help manage those thoughts, 
you are at the second highest of risk of death for being hospitalized. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to empower you and educate you to show you how important it is to, if you are, if you struggle with anxiety, you chronic stress, to get these thoughts under control. And if you didn't listen to Monday's uh, micro Monday Micro Challenge, go back and listen to it because I'm talking about the very first easy step you can start is mindset swaps. Now, there's two kinds of anxiety. And I don't remember where I heard this recently, but it's I think it's really important to note. There's the anxiety related from a chemical imbalance. And as mothers, it's very, very common to get this after having a baby because your body does go through all these hormonal and chemical changes. However, there's another half of anxiety that is caused by your thoughts alone. So what I so commonly see is moms taking medication for their anxiety, but not doing anything to manage the thought created anxiety. And so they think their medication isn't working, or maybe it works for a little bit, and then all the anxiety comes back. And so they're looking at switching the dosage, switching their type of medication, but not actually doing the work to change their thoughts about their situations. Now, this is I'm not against medication. I am on it myself currently. Medication saved my life. But I learned this, that I started getting so anxious again, and it had nothing to do with the chemical imbalance. It had to do with that I was letting my thoughts run rampant and run wild, and I was not doing anything to change my mindset and to change my thoughts around the things that were stressing me out. So that's why there's two pieces to this. You might need medication and that's okay. You might need to also work on your thoughts or do both. I mean, if you're doing medication, you should definitely still work on your thoughts. And my thing is I went through a couple different therapists and none of them really talked about this mindset work. I had to find that through like a coach online and through my own certification work as a coach. So that's why if you feel like you're on the medication, you're doing the talk therapy, but you still feel really anxious, just know there's other resources out there aside from talk therapy and medication to do this mindset work and to figure out what works for you and to do the healing. Maybe you need to do some inner child healing. Um, Maybe you need to find a a therapist that's more trauma-informed to do the past like childhood healing. There's so many things that you could do and so many resources that are free on social media. So make sure you look around. And if you don't know where to look, send me a DM with what you're looking for, because I ha- I follow a ton of people. I can probably send you a resource that I have used that's really helpful. But I share this because if you are someone that is listening and you are on medication and it just feels like you feel constantly still feel anxious, like you need to change your medication, or maybe you have changed it and it's still not working. And I know this because I have a few people in my life where I've heard them go through this, where the medication just stops working or it's just not the same. And not to say that you shouldn't ever switch or change dosage, but if you're not paying attention to the thoughts that are going through your head, you will probably never feel not anxious, no matter what medication or treatment that you try to do, because you're not paying attention to your thoughts. So remember, anxiety is chemical-based and then thought-based. So both can cause these anxiety, no matter where it comes from, can impact your health, physical health, in these six ways. Just to recap, heart conditions and high blood pressure, stomach and GI issues, 
chronic muscle tension, insomnia, blood sugar spikes and weight gain, and decreased immune system. Now, if this resonated with you at all, you found this helpful, please DM me on Instagram at Kristen G. Faust or Facebook. It helps me know what direction, when I hear from you, what direction to take the podcast, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, so I can help you create the best motherhood experience possible for yourself so you are feeling your best physically, mentally, and spiritually. I hope you have a wonderful day and talk soon. 